There are several things I look for when scouting running backs, including their speed, agility, and burst. Did you know that the top 10 running backs last year averaged a 4.51 40-yard dash? Saquon was the fastest at 4.40, and Nick Chubb was the slowest at 4.52. So speed definitely matters. It's not everything, but a big factor in my evaluations. I also look at vision and pass blocking. Pass blocking is a very important role for the running back as they are expected to help protect the face of the franchise. And while it is a skill that can be taught, those running backs who were adequate to above average blockers while in college already have a huge advantage over those that were not and now going to the NFL. Also some metrics to consider that's not seen on tape are the body mass index metric and their percentage of the team's offensive production while in college. This 2019 class is very unimpressive and I'm much more excited about the 2020 class. I don't see a multi-year fantasy number one running back in this class after scouting most of the backs. With some hard work and experience, perhaps one or two will make it there. But for the most part, I think most of the industry are finding reasons to like this class. If you compare this class to the 2020, the top back in this class probably is ranked around four to six if you compare it to next year's running backs. For this reason, if you have any 2019 first round picks to trade, try to acquire 2020 picks and move down this draft. Now, for some listeners that might wonder, spoiler alert, wonder why Darrell Henderson is not ranked in my top five? Well, it's because before the draft took place, I had Henderson ranked outside my top five, but I did move him up a little bit because of his draft capital and the injury to Gurley should provide plenty of playing time as a rookie. So his admission on my rankings is not an oversight. I'm just not high on Henderson translating to the NFL. So let's begin. My number five is actually 5A and 5B because I could not decide on which one to exclude. And since I'm here to help the community, I think I need to make you aware of both running backs. Now the first is number 5B and that's Quadri Allison from Pittsburgh. He was drafted by the Atlanta Falcons round five pick 14. He's 6'1", 228 pounds. He ran a 4.5840, bench press 225 19 times. Now watching him on tape, Allison shows patience in waiting for his blocks to develop. He's a tough physical runner, keeps his legs turning, always falls forward. He's got a powerful stiff arm, good contact balance. He creates yards after contact. He's capable to be a check down option as a receiver, and he can anchor well in pass protection. Some weaknesses that I saw, he has stiff hips, struggles to change direction laterally. His cutback motion is very stiff. He's very little, if any, elusiveness, and he lacks burst. Now, although Quadri split time with undrafted free agent Darren Hall, Allison still had a great senior year. He had 1,213 yards and 11 touchdowns. Now, Allison offers a good balance of physicality and vision, as he's capable of bullying his way for positive yardage, but also shows patience in following his blocks. Allison shows good decision-making skills and allows his blocks to develop before making his way through the gap. Now, Allison also embodies a smash-mouth style running back. He's powerful and very tough to bring down. He has the potential to be a true three-down back in the NFL, and he has vision to go along with that power game. He's a proven receiving option out of the backfield. He had 50 career receptions in college, and he also has the size and frame to anchor in pass protection. So my NFL comparison for Allison, I'll start by calling this a mystery player. Now the mystery player is six foot one, two thirty-three to Quadri Allison six foot one, two twenty-eight. The mystery player ran a four point six five forty, while Quadri ran a four point five eight. Both players have similar burst, similar agility. The mystery player benched two twenty-five twenty times. Allison benched at nineteen. 
So my mystery player is James Conner. The same James Conner that Allison replaced in 2015 when Conner went out after his cancer diagnosis. That year, Allison rushed for 1,000 yards and 11 touchdowns. Now 5A is Justice Hill from Oklahoma State. Drafted by the Ravens, round four, pick 11. He's 5'10", 190 pounds. At the combine, he ran a 4.40, which was best among running backs. He bench pressed 21 times. He had the best vertical jump of all running backs at 40 inches. He had the best broad jump of all running backs at 10 feet, 10 inches. Now he's a superior athlete, and he finished his junior season with 930 yards and nine touchdowns. He's also the running back that had Chris Carson move to the bench when they were both playing at Oklahoma State. As only a sophomore, Justice Hill recorded 1,467 rushing yards and 15 touchdowns. And on top of that, he had 31 receptions for 190 yards and a touchdown. Some of his strengths, he has great feet, cutback ability, and change of direction skills. He's a smart runner capable of setting up tacklers, and he has elite burst and speed. He has all the tools to be a great receiver out of the backfield, and he's one of the best in the draft at forcing missed tackles. He's a patient runner who lets his blocks develop. Now, some of his weaknesses, he's undersized by NFL standards, but there have been success stories for players his size. He's also below average in pass protection, and he struggles running against stacked boxes. But Hill is one of the most elusive running backs in this class. His top-end speed allows him to blow past defenders at the second level. He has fantastic vision behind the line of scrimmage, he waits for his blocks to develop, and he has the lateral quickness and footwork to make defenders regularly miss when trying to tackle him. While he never caught that many passes in college, he has all the tools required to be a dangerous weapon in the passing game. Now, he'll never be a 300-touch player, but he's going to be a huge value for the Ravens' offense. He projects as a good change of pace back with the ability to beat defenses both on the ground and in the air. His size is a major concern, but if he can handle the NFL hits, he should have a good career in the NFL. My NFL comparison is Jamal Charles-ish. Number four, Josh Jacobs. Drafted by the Raiders, round one, pick 24. He's 5'10", 216 pounds, and his 40-yard dash was a 4.69 seconds. Now, only in this draft class can the top running back run almost a 4.7 40-yard dash. That's James Wilder Jr. slow. Now, maybe it was his hamstring to blame before the combine, but for whatever reason, things aren't looking good. There's a lot of red flags when it comes to Josh Jacobs, and I'm not the majority that thinks he's going to be a good professional football player. Now, some strengths that I did notice on tape, which he has very little of, was he was very quick and had sudden foot speed. There's not a lot of wear and tear on the tires at the college level. He has good balance, and he offers good receiving ability. Now, some of the weaknesses, it's a very small sample size for Jacobs. Very little game film to review and break down his skills. Now, he also eats a lot of blocks in pass protection, and he struggled at times against top college defenses, and he doesn't have great speed, which can't be good for an NFL running back. Now, in three years of college football, the most carries that Jacobs had in a season is 120. Gruden drafted him in round one, meaning he plans to ride him like a lead back, which means 200 plus carries will be his floor. Now, I'm not sure that's ideal for a guy who's never came close to that sort of workload. Is it just me, or is anyone worried that if Jacobs happens to remain healthy with his workload, he's going to hit a rookie wall midway into the season? To me, Jacobs looked quick on the field because he entered the game a lot of times when the defense was already gassed. Why couldn't Jacobs get more playing time in college? Don't say it's because Damian Harris. Jacobs was regarded as a better player, so why didn't Saban play him more? Could he not hold up to the beating? Was he not smart enough to grasp the entire offense? Did he have trouble reading his blocks? 
Is it because he's a terrible blocker? Maybe it's because he doesn't give great effort when he's not getting the ball. There are just too many question marks for me regarding Jacobs. And the only reason he made my top five is because he was a first round pick and he's going to get several seasons to prove he's not a bust. I can't help but wonder if Gruden's going to run Jacobs into the ground like he did Cadillac Williams as a rookie in Tampa. For those that don't remember, Gruden ran Caddy into the ground the first three weeks. In 2005, he gave him 88 carries in the first three weeks. And in week four, he blew his ankle out and he missed the next three games. He finished that year as rookie of the year, but he was never the same. He blew out both knees within the next three years and he never came close to his performance that began his rookie season. If Gruden has the same approach to Jacobs, I think we're going to see similar nagging injuries pop up and it could be a short career. My NFL comparison is Carlos Hyde. Number three, Raquel Armstead out of Temple. Drafted by Jacksonville, round five, pick two. He's 5'11", 220 pounds. He ran a 4.45 at the combine, and he bench pressed 22 reps. Now on tape, you can see that Armstead has great speed for his size. He's got good contact balance. He picks up speed quickly. He has elite footwork for his size, and he breaks tackles with ease. Some of the bad things, he needs to develop more patience, he struggles in pass protection, and he's a limited receiving option. Now, Armstead is a violent runner. He has very good size, and arm tackles are useless when trying to take him down. What makes Armstead stand out from other running backs is his nimble feet. For a 220-pound running back, Armstead has lightning-quick feet, capable of changing direction effortlessly. Armstead's potential to be a three-down back still leaves room for growth. He's tough to watch in pass protection as he struggles to get his feet set properly. His receiving contribution is limited to swing passes out of the backfield. There's certainly a very high ceiling on Armstead's ability. And since he was drafted by Jacksonville, I went back and I reviewed his tape, and I can't help but notice all the similarities to Leonard Fournette. But because I don't think he's quite as talented as Fournette, I have him number three in my rankings. My NFL comparison to him is Latavius Murray. Number two, David Montgomery, Iowa State. Drafted by the Bears, round three, pick nine. He's 5'11", 219. He ran a 4.63 40-yard dash. His bench press was 15 reps. Vertical jump 28.5 and broad jump 10 feet 1 inch. Montgomery's second and third season at Iowa State saw him emerge as just one of the top runners in all of college football. He became just the fourth player in school history to garner All-American recognition more than once. On tape, there are several strengths. He has a strong lower body. He can make side-to-side -side cuts without losing too much speed. He's a very instinctive player when he runs. He's very good at pass blocking. He's a reliable pass catcher. And he demonstrates solid contact balance. Some weaknesses. He tends to run east and west. He too often gets brought down on initial contact. And he might need some time adjusting to pro-style concepts. But Montgomery is an instinctive runner with the burst to blow by tacklers. He was a very consistent college player during all three seasons at Iowa State. Montgomery also has a pass-catching element that is critical in today's NFL. I've watched enough tape to conclude he can have an instant impact in his rookie year. My comparison for him is Frank Gore. Number one, Miles Sanders, Penn State. Drafted by the Eagles, round two, pick 21. He's 5'11", 211 pounds. He ran a 4.4940, 225 bench press 20 times. His broad jump was 10 feet 4. His three-cone was the best among running backs, and his 20-yard shuttle was third among running backs. In 2018 was an expected challenge for Miles Sanders. When you have to replace a generational talent like Saquon Barkley, you got to expect that. 
But Sanders is an exceptional athlete in his own right. He was a highly touted recruit coming out of high school, rated as the top all-purpose running back by Rivals.com. He made the most out of becoming the go-to guy in 2018. He was one of nine Big Ten backs to eclipse 1,000 yards, and his 1,274 rushing yards was ranked 15th nationally. And on tape, some of the strengths that I saw, he has a well-built frame. He's laterally shifty with the ability to hop cut to avoid tacklers. He finds cutback lanes with ease. He seamlessly processes where space will open up ahead of him. He's able to elude defenders in space. He exhibits patience. He has great balance. He's functional as a pass catcher. And he's a good pass blocker. Now some of the weaknesses that I noticed. He doesn't appear to have a great deal of explosiveness. He struggles to get to the perimeter before the edge pressure closes in. He doesn't consistently generate yards after contact. He doesn't have a breakaway gear, and he dealt with fumbling issues at time in college. But he's an intelligent, patient, and elusive runner. He has the downfield vision necessary to create big gains. And all these traits lead me to believe that Sanders can develop into a regular contributor at the next level. He should provide a reliable presence as a backup early on to Jordan Howard, but I think he has the chance to become a starter as the season progresses. My NFL comparison, I hate to say it, but he has all the similar traits I had listed for Alvin Kamara and Sony Michelle coming out of college. Not quite as good of a receiver as those two, but most everything else. <music>